Welcome to Nourishing the Feminine Soul with Pamela Wasabi. Take a deep breath and open up to the possibilities of what your life has to offer. Pamela and her guests will show you how you can take charge of your life by embracing the values of the wild woman. Exhale. Learn to trust yourself again. Embrace your infinite power of intuition and love yourself crazy. Now, here's your host, Pamela Wasabi. When the divine masculine speaks, I listen, I surrender, I submit. I also do other things on my knees. That is a poem from the book, Women of the Moon, and the poem is called Love is on My Knees. And today's episode is dedicated to the divine of the masculine and the feminine. Hmm. Hello, world. Hello, Miami. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I am Pamela Wasabi, and this is your show, Nourishing the Feminine Soul. This show is an invitation to understand relationships with self, with others, with your body, and even food from the archetype of the wild woman. From our conversation, you will gather insights you can apply to live a more radiant and beautiful life by unveiling the power of your divine feminine. You can join us every Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You can also listen to the recording of the show on your favorite podcast channel, mine is Spotify. Please share the show with your friends, with your family members, with your loved ones, and we will also love to uh, hear your thoughts on our conversations. Lastly, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under Pamela Wasabi. My dear friends, uh, today we are talking about something beautiful, which is the interaction and the romantic conversation that goes on between the masculine and the feminine, and how important it is to understand that life is a dance. Our bodies, our existence is composed of these two complementary forces that need to be dancing, sinking, balancing each other, and playing at all times. These forces are best known as energy that is expressed through our masculinity and our femininity. And so, as I said before, this episode is dedicated to these beautiful divine energies. So let's discuss the light, the dark, and the wonderful world that is behind the masculine and the feminine. These divine energies can help us develop our emotional intelligence, intelligence and claim our divine path into this beautiful world. My guest today is Male Corona. Male has dedicated her last six years to studying how men and women interact with each other. Uh, this the relationship work that is so important to really overcome any sort of situation in our lives. Uh, she has seen how this has radically impacted and improved her life from having a deep understanding on the, dima- the dina- dynamics of the feminine and the masculine. Through the devotion uh, of herself to this topic, she has been able to transform her relationship to herself as well as her chaotic relationships with men in her life. And I can also speak of that statement because when we heal how we interact with ourselves, we heal so many things on the outside world. And to be able to befriend a man, we have to befriend the masculine and the feminine within. Uh, more about Male, she's a current, uh, she currently mentors and she's also an author and speaker uh, on her online project, 
male wholeness, which is a digital platform that inspires the masculine in, in need to reclaim their wholeness and to reconnect with their wisdom of their male hearts. Male, welcome to the show. How are you? Mm, Pamela, thank you so much for inviting me. I am inspired by just listening to you and the poem that you used to open up this conversation. Oh my God, I got shivers. <laughs> so thank you so much for having me here. I am grateful. Thank you, Male. This is such a, a delicious theme. I think uh, I could just admire this dance between the masculine and the feminine wherever I go. And it's found everywhere. I mean, it, it just, you know, it just takes a quick look at of the window to see a butterfly playing with a flower or a being a bee pollinated you know another flower uh it's just beautiful to understand that this energy that we have around it's actually this sexual energy this creative energy that makes the whole world up and we are not very uh attuned to that to that to that knowledge to that truth right we when we say sexuality or when we are we we hear conversations about sex, our mind goes to a very kind of like linear mentality, you know, understanding sex when in fact sex is a sexual energy, which is creative energy. And uh, I have already dedicated a whole episode on my radio show to uh, sacred sexuality. When we speak about sexuality, about these, uh, like this energy that really revives and uh, invites you to embrace who you are, right? Mm -hmm. And then the step forward, how we tied up that, sacred sexuality into our conversation is that sexuality is made of two energies, the, mas the masculine and the feminine energy, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the makeup that we have inside. So uh, for me, that, that, you know, that, uh, that composition of who we are is a dance. Like I, that's how I call it. It's a dance. We have that dance internally and we see that dance externally, but it's very important to understand what are those two poles all about? What is, to, what, what is it to lead a masculine life? What is it to lead a feminine life? And how each one of us, doesn't matter if you're male, female, you know, doesn't matter your sexual orientation, we are composed of this same makeup. So there has to be under, an, an understanding of who we are, how we are made up to really comprehend other situations on the outside world, like we were saying before, like our relationships with our partners, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. As you mentioned, these energies are everywhere. And when we say everywhere, we mean everywhere, you know, as you were saying, even in insects and in plants and stones everywhere. And uh, once you start having this comprehension of these energies, as, as you were saying, something that they are dancing all the time and they are causing life to happen because we could not have, as you were mentioning, this is sexual energy, this is uh, creative energy. So we could not have life without this constant flow, this movement. You call it dance. I, I usually use the word dynamics because I feel it's a very descriptive word of what is happening all the time with these two energies. And this is nothing new. I mean, this has been talked uh, for, uh, for many, many, many years. We have heard about yin and yang. We have heard about uh, order and chaos, you know, men and women. Uh, we have many names for these energies. Many cultures have described them. So this is nothing new. And this is actually the way everything, every single thing and every single particle and every single being is moving uh, in, in the universe. So yes. it's uh, 
so crucial to understand these energies. I, I feel since a very early age, we should be told about these energies because this would definitely change everything, how we relate to ourselves and how we relate to everything that is outside of us. Definitely. And I think that another kind of like concept that has not been spoken enough about is that a man has feminine energy and a woman has masculine energy, right? Mm -hmm. That being a man does not mean that it's all about power and force and strength. Being masculine also has to do with being vulnerable and sensitive and going within. So uh, these are kind of like characteristics or, or attributes of You know, each, each pole has its own attributes, but it is about balancing or having this dynamic conversation between one and the other in order to stabilize our own energy. It's like our alignment is not about being straightforward and just keeping still and being the same all the time, but it's actually about being dynamic with this energy, it's being able to flow, as you were saying before. So it, it, it's funny, you know, uh, to, to maintain that alignment, we got to be in constant movement. Exactly. Right. We're going to be in this flow. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I can't wait to dig deeper into this conversation. But before moving forward, I just want to hear your story. I know that you have a very different uh, professional background and to speaking about spirituality and divine energies. Uh, you are involved with uh, marketing, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And, uh, and so I just want to hear how your life took this turn and why you ended up speaking, mentoring and, and being a voice for the, for the divine masculine. Well, before I uh, tap into my story and it, it is related to my story actually, you touched a very important point. You were saying uh, that there are qualities to these energies that are certain characteristics, certain archetypes. And something that is very important that we need to recognize is that there are certain qualities that are immature or nowadays they call them toxic, right? Like, for instance, these uh, attitudes in the masculine that you were talking about, like being very rigid, being aggressive, um, you know, like very linear. This can be considered very immature or, you know, like as they call them, toxic arc, uh, toxic qualities of the masculine. But the masculine has also uh, some mature qualities, as you were saying, you know, like this, this masculine energy, when it is mature, when it is healthy, it will show some masculine attributes like leadership that is healthy, like a leadership that is trying to serve others, protect others, uh, a very, a very present um You know, like actually presence and consciousness is a very masculine quality. When we are aware, when we are present, when we are actually paying attention to what is going on, that is very masculine because masculinity is awareness. So it's very important, um, and we will uh, go deeper if you want with this uh, as we go in the conversation, to define that there are very uh, unhealthy and immature qualities of the masculine and very healthy ones, and the same happens with the feminine. There are very unhealthy qualities or immature qualities like being very needy, you know, very uh, attached uh, to, to source your love from the outside instead of from the inside. Those can be very immature qualities of the feminine compared to a feminine that is very, you know, like, like she knows her worth. Uh, she's open to unconditional love, but without crushing herself, you know? So there are differences in the, the quality and the maturity of the energies. So this takes me to my story. Uh, I live in Mexico City. I was born from a very traditional Mexican family. My father is uh, very dominating, you know, like this macho that is... Uh, 
projected in the pictures. And my mom is this very submissive woman, you know, like like always at his feet and doing whatever he is ordering to do. So when I was a kid, I can just remember that at a very early age, I said, well, this is not cool. Like I am supposed to be like my mom and I don't want to be there. You know, I, I was feeling that there was a very big uh, imbalance. My father was very up and my mom was very down. That's how I perceived them. So I was like, there is no way I want to be down there. I don't want to be down there. If, if this is what being a woman means, I don't want it. I prefer to be a man. It's, it sounds like it's more fun. You have money. You have friends. You can go out of the house. And so I, um, that, that, that was like the first thing that happened. Like I identified more with the masculine, with my father, with his life. So I started to try to be like him. Because I also had the feeling that he, um, like, he rejected my mom. Like, he didn't really appreciate her. So I, I felt that if I was a boy and I had an older brother, and I could see that my older my older brother was like, you know, like more important for my father. They were more connected. Um, he was trying to make him follow his steps. So I I was I, I just thought, well, maybe if I behave more like a man, more like my brother, maybe. I will be more connected to my father and I will be up there. So this was basically my way of understanding things as a child and my way of trying to survive it and trying to live a good life. So since very early age, I started to um, like uh, represent very masculine qualities within myself and to just follow the life that a boy would follow. And when I was a teenager, I even had a rejection for my own body, my own feminine body. I didn't want to be a woman. I would hide my breasts, I would dress like a boy, I cut my hair, you know, I hated to be a woman. When I saw myself in the, in the mirror, I just felt I hated what I was seeing, I wanted to be a man. So I remember that at the time, when I was 15, I uh, fell in love with a girl, she was my best friend, and I just thought, well, this is, this is my identity, you know, uh, I am a lesbian, I wanna, when I grow older, I'm going to get a surgery, I'm going to change my body so that I can be a man, and it's going to be okay, you know, um, but this really was, um, I, I, I now I understand that this was really a defense mechanism that I, I was using in order not to accept my femininity, because if I accepted my femininity, that meant that I had to be down like my mother and that I would be just a victim like her. So this, of course, this imbalance took me to a lot of addictions, you know, like um, workaholism. I was uh, not taking care of my, of my health at all. I was very overweight, very disconnected from relationships, very toxic relationships in my life with these women that I was relating to. I was actually acting like an immature guy you know, like I was just using women. I was a womanizer. And whenever they had a connection with me, I would just throw them away from my life. You know, like I don't want love. I just want to use you physically or to have fun in the parties. But I don't really want a connection. So uh, I touched uh, at some point rock bottom, you know, after so many addictions and working so much and really not taking care of my health, even speaking about food, I was eating crap literally. So I was really overweight, it was super unhealthy, depressed, etc. So when I touched rock bottom, I just knew that there had uh, something had to change, like something had not been going on. And they uh, well, and they say that when you're ready, the teachers appear. So, you know, I started getting books, started getting invitations to certain workshops and stuff. And that's when I learned about the masculine and feminine energies through David Data. 
uh, I was surprised to understand that men have both feminine and masculine energies and women have the same feminine and masculine energies. And that changed my life completely. I started like, like suddenly I started uh, looking into my femininity, something that I had rejected all these years. I thought, well, there has to be something there. I mean, why was it so hard for me to accept it? What's going on? So when I started to open up to my femininity, everything changed. My body changed. I lost weight. I started feeling vibrant, radiant. I started dancing. I started, you know, like so many things that I had not experienced before started happening eventually as years went by. And I just discovered something very treasurable, that both matter. You know, my masculinity was important. My femininity was important. And little by little, I started to reach uh, a more balanced identity of myself. It's not the same for anybody. Everybody will find their, their dance is very different. Some people tend more to the feminine. Some people tend more to the masculine. Even we have life stages that will change, like maybe... Um, in your maybe in your teenage years you will be more in your masculine maybe in your adult years you will be more in your feminine maybe in your uh, senior years you will be more balanced it can change it can be so different for everybody but the the key here is to find your truth what is your truth what is your true uh, dynamic what is your true dance where do you feel more comfortable in what moments even in a day in a single day you can be more feminine in the morning you can be more masculine when you're working in the office and then you can come back home and be more balanced it's going to be changing all the time as you were mentioning so for me this was the key of my life to understand how do I, how i want to live my life from these energies when i need one more than the other when i need them more balanced etc and how I want to relate with others. Like I started uh, realizing that I do like men sexually. I, re I realized that actually I am more heterosexual than I thought. But I was using this defense mechanism because I was afraid of femininity. So I would source it from others. I would source it from the women I was um, dating. I so just want to. I just want to add... Uh um, I am writing, or I already wrote this book, uh, The Wild Women, uh, mm -hmm. which was supposed to come out today. It was the pop day, but it's delayed two weeks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, in this book, which I speak about relationship with ourselves, our bodies, and food, uh, I really go deep into understanding this feminine energy because it's very important for women to know what femininity really means, which is not the immature quality that we were speaking about before that you mentioned. Yes, they are part of us, but that's a resort of the lower ego of our, of our, our ego, our hurt ego, our child ego, I call it. When we are in pain, we resort to these immature qualities because we are kind of like throwing a, uh, emo emotionally, emotional fit. Right, we are kind of like rebelling against something, and then because it's an energetic issue, it's an issue of the soul, we express it through these very immature qualities. So, one thing that I want to mention, just to tie it up to what you were saying before, is that when the women, when the feminine, when the feminine is upset, when the feminine is hurt more than anything, more than upset, she will get very aggressive. Mm. And that it's very common in women that reject their masculine. They actually act very masculine. And it's ironic. They are upset with the masculine, but they act in a masculine way to reject the feminine from within, although they are upset with the masculine. So yeah. it's this kind of like a really uh, trippy 
you know, a concept that we have within that we reject what we need the most, which is our feminine energy in certain cases. Yes, yes, that is totally true. And that is exactly what we have seen happening with this women's liberation thing. Uh, that, you know, it was kind of a, an innocent mistake that was made. Like when women said, you know, we're worthy, we have the same rights as men, but the decision many of these women make was to transform themselves into men. And that mm -hmm. doesn't really work, you know? Uh, I, and I love Exactly. Like I can tell you from experience, I try to transform myself into a man because I didn't like the way, as you say, I didn't like the way the man in my life was treating this woman in my life. So the funny thing is I didn't like how he treated her, but I wanted to be more like him because mm -hmm. I thought it was, it was better to be in power than to be the victim. Right. Yes. So it's a big mistake, a big mistake that we innocently make. Yes, yes, I, I like how you put it. It's a very innocent mistake, totally, uh, because we are rebelling against something, but we are confused about what is it that we really want. Like, we don't know really what we're asking for. We just know that something is not right. But what we don't know is that we don't understand how things really work, and we're just attacking what we see. So, you know, I am with you. Uh, I, I consider myself a feminist writer because I speak of uh, women empowerment. And then as I uh, dug deeper into this conversation and, and my writings and everything that I, I saw coming out of myself, I said, wait a second, <laughs> I, I gotta take a pause here and kind of like remove myself from this feminist tag that I had on because it can be confused in many ways. Being a feminist does not mean that you are all about women and the men come second. For me, being a feminist, it's actually about embracing your masculine and your feminine and recognizing that everyone is a creator just as yourself. So it's actually seeing the divine in everyone and in everything. So with that tag, with that new definition that I see to, uh, that I gave to a feminist, uh, for me, it's more of like this wild soul that recognizes the divine in everything, more than, more than saying one gender is better than the other or one gender it's more capable than the other when in fact we need of each other. It doesn't matter of your sexual orientation. Even in gay relationships, you can also find this dynamic of masculine and feminine. And even in heterosexual relationships when there is a very defined masculine and a very defined feminine, we also have that dance between us. Like when I am speaking, I, you know, when I'm speaking, when I'm delivering information, I have masculine energy and that person or my partner who's receiving is in a feminine position because he is receiving. So, you know, this masculine and feminine conversation goes beyond our physical presentation. Totally, totally agreed. And uh, you made me think of this archetype that is the king and the queen. Actually, the king and the queen are people who have reached a very healthy state of both their masculine and feminine energies. Think of a queen. She is very strong and she has this masculine um, energy within herself, uh, but she also has this mastery of the feminine. So the king is the same. The king is this man who has this really, really strong masculine energy, but he's also connected to his heart and he can listen to his queen and they can both take decisions together for the, for the wealth or the welfare of all the people that they are ruling. And uh, this is actually like our utopia or where we want to get to, right? We want to get to this world where every, every person, the real empowerment is when we have both energies working for each other. 
Um, there is a phrase that I love, and it's actually from a feminist woman. She, her, her name is German, Germaine Greer, and she says, the opposite of patriarchy is not matriarchy, but fraternity. Yes. And when I read that phrase, I was, whoa, this is so powerful. It's not about, yes. as you were saying, not, not about oppressing now the men so that women can be up. It's about being together, being joined mm -hmm. as a team. Oppression, violence, and aggression are qualities of the lower ego. And that is an attribute of the immature or toxic masculine. So when a woman behaves in the same manner, she's actually tapping on to her toxic masculine energy. And I believe the toxic masculine energy we resort to because we are afraid of embracing our divine feminine and our divine masculine, which in fact calls us for a very radical step up of responsibility to who we are. And I also think, and you know, I, I, I keep repeating myself in every single show, the word that keeps coming up is responsibility, responsibility, responsibility. And, uh, you know, you're speaking about the archetypes of the queen and the king. And one thing came to my mind, when women uh, reach their menopause, they become queens, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they, and funny enough in our culture, when a woman is reaching her menopause, she does not welcome that cycle as something that uh, it's, it's, it's beneficial or, or something that it's, you know, she doesn't recognize that as being crowned a, a queen. She's afraid of it because she thinks she's getting old when mm -hmm. in fact it's, it's totally the opposite. It's when you reach this, this age of mastery and you recognize I lived my life and now it's time to give myself uh, whatever I want to do next. So there are different stages and, you know, this also ties up to something that you were speaking about before. We can be masculine and feminine in our lives and in our days, even in this conversation, we are changing roles, you know, every time. But there are, there are also archetypes. There are different types of archetypes within, within the masculine and the feminine. So as you have the queen, you also have the warrior, warrioress. You also have the, the nurse. You also have the mother. You also have the daughter. You also have, you know, so there is time and uh, there's a, time and a space for every type of archetype sometimes the feminine can present itself as playful right and that is you being being having that curiosity and that uh childlike uh pr perspective into the world and this is how you discover certain things when sometimes you you have to be this tough kind of like where you're as a person mm -hmm. or woman and you say this is mine and nobody, nobody is going to hurt my family. And that's another ar attribute or archetype of the feminine. So it, it's such a, an extensive and beautiful conversation uh, when we really understand that, you know, it's this, it's this uh, ability to, to dance, is this ability to recognize the divine in every single aspect of ourselves. And then, and then, and then when we see, some sort of uh, toxic expressions of ourself being, you know, put out there. I think that is the call for seeking balance when that happens, you know, and I see it in myself when I'm like, shit, I did not like how I behave whatsoever. What's going on? Mm -hmm. That's an invitation to find balance and recalibrate, you know, mm -hmm. and then looking to see, okay, what energy, what's, what's going on? How can I understand this? Where am I? Right. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. And, uh, I think uh, after the break, we can go deeper into, into this part because this is very important. 
this this uh, ability to always be present, aware, remember this awareness, this masculine awareness of uh, how we are behaving and how we can go back to a more healthy uh, representation of our energy. I thank you for being the masculine right now. Because <laughs> we have to go into a little break and we'll be right back. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Nourishment and baked goods in the same sentence? It's possible. You'll want to visit PamelaWasabi.com. Pamela Wasabi Bakery specializes in creating delicious desserts made with organic, wholesome, and exotic ingredients. Enjoy cookies, brownies, birthday cakes, and even silky cheesecakes. And the best part? Everything is vegan and gluten-free. Shop at PamelaWasabi.com. Bite into our heavenly lavender cookie with roasted pistachio. Sink your fork into a slice of passion fruit cheesecake or a piece of our decadent vanilla almond cake with rose frosting. Oh, and you must try our customer favorite, a celestial chocolate chip cookie with charcoal salt. Everything we have is delicious. We ship nationwide. And right now, you can use the code VEGAN to receive free shipping. Place your order today at PamelaWasabi.com. And remember to use the code VEGAN for free shipping. Pamela Wasabi Bakery. Eat more beauty. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, clinical trials, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Nourishing the Feminine Soul. To get in touch with the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to radio at PamelaWasabi.com. Now, back to Nourishing the Feminine Soul. Here's Pamela Wasabi. What's up, my friends? Thank you for uh, being with us during this awesome conversation. Uh, during the break, Mali and I couldn't just stop talking about this uh, uh, beautiful dance that's between the masculine and the feminine and how each one of us experienced that growing up. 
Uh, so, you know, a lot of things came up to my mind. You know, we were talking about that period of time where we were teenagers that we had to struggle with our identity, right? But I think that also that period of time from being a newborn to then a toddler to then a teenager to then a young adult and then to realize who you are and embracing that, that energy, it also happens in the world. And I see a parallel to the situation right now, how in the world right now, society is lacking of this mother energy of this divine feminine energy. And it's completely going straight forward towards that toxic, toxic masculine energy, which is all about, I need proof. It has to be like this. There's only one answer to every question, uh, aggression, oppression, nobody else can have another opinion. Uh, you know, and, and this mentality, it comes from fear and it, it comes from fear because we don't know who we are. Right. Yes. I love that you touched this, uh, this topic about the faces of humanity, because it's actually something that is true. As we were saying, these energies happen within us. They happen outside us. They happen in every being. They happen in every planet. And of course, they have happened throughout history in humanity. Like this, this changes these dynamics from we have, for instance, a very uh, feminine period in the beginning when uh, people lived in tribes, right? They were connected. They they were aware of the nature. They respected nature. And then we started civilization more or less like 6,000 years ago. And this changed totally to the masculine. Civilization brought the masculine to power. And it's it's not wrong, you know? It's I, I How I see it and how I perceive it is that these are, as we were saying, these innocent mistakes that humanity has been making as we are evolving as species. But right now we are starting the Aquarian age. And this is a beautiful age because this is a, a, an, an age that is bringing the energies together into harmony. Aquarius is actually a very, um, like, a, like a hermit, you know, it's like the feminine and the masculine together. Uh, it's like androgyny. Uh, actually, I'm an Aquarian, so it's funny because I really feel that it has, this has to do a lot with the passion that I feel for this topic of bringing the genders into harmony. And um, I love how you're speaking about this because, yes, we have, of course, we still have rest to do because we are just starting this new age. But it's also, uh, if, we, if we really tap into what's going on around us, there's also a lot of uh, openness. Uh, a lot of people who are hungry for change, hungry for a different system, they do not want to be in this hierarchical uh, system anymore. We want to go back a little bit to what we were doing in the tribal times. We want to go to partnership, but also we want to keep some of the benefits that civilization has brought us. So it's not that one is better or worse. It's that both have benefits and both have weaknesses. And how in this new era, we are going to bring this knowledge um, together into what works from one uh, energy, what works from the other, and how we can bring them together into harmony. I really feel that is what's happening. And we were speaking actually about this before the break. Our, uh, particularly our toxic masculine energies uh, that still want to dominate. And I will tell you uh, how it has manifested for me in recent years. It's very interesting because my dogs, they have been the ones who have helped me to uh, realize when I am still um, using my toxic energy, because sometimes when we go out, for instance, for a walk, I start to feel very dominating, you know, like I want to have them in the leash and I want to tell them how fast or how slow to walk and the direction that we should be taking. 
And suddenly I realized that I'm, I started getting angry, you know, just like my father would get angry at me when I didn't follow his directions, for instance. And they helped me with this. It's like a therapy for me because I tell them when I go for a walk, okay, let's go and work with my toxic masculine energy. So we go and I just start breathing. You know, when I start feeling like this intense anger, I start breathing and I start allowing. And I feel that this is something that we all have to work with. At some level, we all have this toxic masculine energy. And we, we, there are certain moments in life where we start to try to be domineering. And we also have to recognize our toxic feminine energy. Our toxic feminine energy is this really victimizing energy like, oh, I'm helpless, please uh, take care of me, please, uh, you know, like be my hero. And we also have to, to realize that there are moments where we are sourcing this energy. And that's exactly what will help us to harmonize our energies in a more mature way. When we are able to stop our toxic masculine and we change it for, you know, allowing, opening up, allowing the moment to, to reveal itself and to show us what we have to learn. And then when we are in this very uh, toxic feminine victimizing ourselves, we have to step up and we have to be strong and we have to make decisions. So this is what, what is going to help us to achieve uh, eventually more balance and more maturity within our energies as humanity. Yes, uh, this is fascinating. And I think what you are pointing out is that in the medicine for this toxic way of reacting towards life, it's actually the mature qualities of the feminine and the masculine, right? So I have a list here that is also included in my book, The Wild Woman, which is coming out in about two weeks. I have a list of, of qualities of each, and we can also see how they somehow complement each other. So when the divine feminine is flexible and slow and reflective, the divine masculine is straight and solid and fast and active, right? So when we find ourselves in these low places, we gotta seek these qualities that can actually pave our way out of where we find ourselves. So there's always a way out, doesn't matter where you are. The medicine is actually tapping into our divine energies that always reside within. Uh, just to share a little bit more of these qualities, the divine feminine is receptive. She's wise, she's peaceful, but she's also chaotic. The divine masculine, he's giving, he's ambitious, he's courageous, and he's also orderly. So you can see there how, uh, you know, the, the dance between one and the other, when the woman is chaotic, the man, man kind of like enforces this order to, to be able to get himself out from whatever it is. So, and, and these energies are within us. Like we have, we can make this choice of choosing how we want to get out of here. Right. So if we need a little bit of order, we need a little bit of that divine masculine energy within, you know, in our lives to get out of the mess that we have just created, because maybe we, we fell asleep in our feminine for way too long. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so and this is something that happens to artists just to have people relate to this conversation. You know, an artist is very chaotic and chaotic is where we can find creation. We have that. We find that creative energy. Right. Where everything is everywhere. And we're just in a creative mode, you know, we have a lot of things going on and we understand our own way of things. But sometimes if we stay there for too long, it does become some sort of a chaos, right? And then we need to step up, step up or we need to uh, embrace that order in order to organize our thoughts and deliver some sort of uh, art piece, process, information, project, baby, whatever it is. So that is how important it is to understand the masculine and the feminine within and that is present within us at all times. 
that is one point that you brought into my mind. And number two, talking about, you know, the 400 uh, century or 6,000 years ago that you were speaking. And you also mentioned this utopian kind of like lifestyle or, or dynamic that existed before the patriarchal society stepped in. Um, so back then, you know, cultures were ruled by mother energy, which is very different from matriarchal energy. You know, going back to the author that you quoted, matriarchal and patriarchal are the same because they are looking for oppression, they're looking for aggression, and they're looking to impose themselves onto the others. Whether mother energy is the invitation to just uh, create life, right? So these cultures back then actually honor nature as the mother energy of everything. So they're God right? Or God, as we know it, God as the creator energy was this energy of mother energy, mother, mother nature itself that rule and, and kind of like gave order also their, to their lives. And this is through the sun and the moon, right? This is through these celestial bodies and the moon, if, you know, if, if you know, if, if you know uh, or the listeners, uh, moon represents water, it represents the night, it represents the yin, it represents feminine energy. You know, the tides are high, you know, the ocean is moody. We also experience that with our periods and our cycles. There is 13 phases in the year. We go through 13 phases, menstrual phases in a year also. So the feminine energy of a woman is connected directly to the moon. Right. And then you also have the sun and the sun is that strength, that, that vigor, that, um, that, that source of energy, you know, is fire, is the day, is the young, it's straight, it's stable, uh, it provides life. And so these two celestial bodies actually dictated how people will uh, plant, you know, agriculture was a forum because of listening to these two sources. Right. So this mother energy was before what rule our lives without it def being defined by being it masculine or having a feminine god or a masculine god it was more of, of this energy that was composed or is composed of these two complementary forces mm -hmm. right so yeah um it's it's all around us as you said before this 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 dance is all around us i love that you mentioned like the sun and the moon because actually that's that's also a key in, in the balance, in finding the balance. We are talking about remembering uh, maturity in our energy. So this is about the father and the mother. You know, when we are uh, children, we, we tend to think that our father and our mothers, um, they know it all and they know how to, how to solve life and they can rescue us and they can take care of us. But unfortunately, um, humans have been very wounded. You know, like we have made these innocent mistakes in the past that have wounded us, particularly this separation between men and women. You know, like men have to work, 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 work. Women have to stay home and keep and take care of the children and clean the house. And this this started created uh, creating a lot of imbalance and a lot of pain and a lot of fights. You know, so violence. Um, so I feel that the problem with our generations is that we come from very wounded parents and uh, we have to become the parents that they were not able to be for ourselves. So we, when, when we start becoming the mother we would have liked to have, you know, like for instance, in my case, um, I didn't have, I didn't have a mom who would step up for herself. She was very submissive. She was very victimized. She was just like, you know, this, um, like, like on the floor basically. So I am becoming a woman that steps up for herself, a woman that claims her worth, a, a woman that doesn't allow anybody to 
um, disrespect her, but you know, in a, I do it in a way that is a healthy way. I don't become aggressive. Uh, I am doing it in a way that is a respectful way for myself and for others. And at the same time, I'm also becoming the father I didn't have. You know, I'm, uh, I don't want to be violent to others. I don't. I don't want to be stepping on others. So I'm becoming uh, uh, like a, a person who is more balanced, who can allow others to also express themselves, who doesn't feel that she knows the truth and the absolute truth. So when I, I, I have realized, or at least this has been my experience, that as the more I become this mother and this father that I didn't have, but uh, that I needed, that's where my energies, my feminine and my masculine energies are becoming more mature, more harmonizing and more empowering to each other. So I really feel that this could be a key for, for us who are coming from these generations of wounded parents. If we start becoming this, um, this father and this mother, as you were saying, the sun and this moon that are, uh, you know, like dictating the flow and the movement and the dance of life, we're going to be healing the next generations. Yeah. And this touch upon so many things that we just uh, talk right now, for example, you know, uh, comparing our own developing process as a human being, comparing that to the process of society itself. Uh, you know, I think we right now are going through this chaotic time uh, and we see a lot of anger outside in the world. And I think that is because we are disappointed um, that we are not getting that order and that leadership from where we, from who we thought it had to give us, you know, that leadership and that guidance in the world. I'm speaking about government, the health industry, uh, the food industries, all these industries that kind of like uh, manage the world and it can be on their own, their own suns and moons. We are disappointed on an unconscious level that they are not really guiding us and ruling us. And what we're seeing now is that we are coming to the realization that we have to be responsible for our own selves and not seek that guidance from the outside to really fulfill who we are, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, we are maturing, we are being called to mature and this process is very painful. It's painful. Uh, you know, it, it hurts <laughs> um, and it happens at different levels. You know, when you mature, out of a situation when you mature out of a relationship when you mature just in your own life as a human being and you go through these different phases uh i relate this as a snake cracking her own skin you know that has to be a very painful process of shedding off you know your own skin and and really embracing this new unknown that you have no idea what is it going to be about so you really have to trust yourself and know that you're going into the right path because you have decided to be your own father and your own mother and for me that that's the, that's the accurate definition of what an adult is. You are your own mother and you are your own father and you are completely and radically responsible for who you are. So there is no one to blame and there is no chance whatsoever for you to fall in, into the victim archetype because it is an archetype. It is an archetype, definitely. And I also feel that um, it's not just about becoming your own father or mother, but what type of father or mother you want to be for yourself, because we can become, we can just replicate what we learned and we can become, for instance, a very, and I used to be that kind of father to myself, you know, like, like the father who was always judging me, criticizing me, telling me that everything was wrong. And I was doing that to myself. So yes, definitely. We have to become, we have to start. I, I love your word of, of the day, this word responsibility. We have to start taking their responsibility for our lives, but also we have to have the awareness of what type of leader I want to be for myself. 
how how do I want to speak to myself? How do I want to nourish myself? What type of father and mother am I am I going to be? Yeah, in a very poetic way, uh, you know, just a way to see or representate, uh, you know, this answer that we are seeking. It's about seeing how the skies are ruled. They are ruled by the feminine energy of the moon and they are ruled by the masculine energy of the sun. And one complements the other. And there's time for the moon to step up and shine uh, her full splendor. And there is time for the sun to rise up and, and filtrate every aspect of life with this beautiful sun energy that it has. Mm -hmm. So I think these two are, are the guiding forces that we should look up to to understand how that masculine and how that feminine or how that mother archetype and how that father archetype really work. That it's not about aggression, violence, uh, uh, this hardship discipline or strict way of demanding things, but it's actually in a very flowy way, right? It's in a very balanced, very kind, right? I guess that's the, the key word. It's about really being kind to who you are and understand that as you see the moon and the sun out of there, these are celestial forces that also reside within you. So to honor that in a way, and so the way that you will treat yourself is with that, is with that same admiration as you see or as you seek to admire the sun and the moon outside of us, right? Mm -hmm. And there's also something beautiful that you said, which is, uh, you know, to you have to become that mother or that father that you wish to have, right? And I think the same thing happens in relationships with yeah. friends, with our partners, with, with whoever. We have to become that person that we want to be with. And that is the best kind of like guidance uh, or founding principle on how to find or to relate to other people you know, being the person that we want to find outside of, of ourselves or to that we want to uh, relate with. Exactly, exactly. You know, I, I have really, and I thank, I really thank God for this opportunity. Um, the more I heal my energies and, you know, like the more I become this, this uh, feminine and this masculine that I want to be for myself, the less I need to find it outside, you know? Mm -hmm. And it feels amazing. It feels amazing, yeah. you know? Like right now I can share... Uh, this experience, I am dating a man, he's a very balanced man within his feminine and masculine. And of course, it's a projection of the, all the work I'm doing within myself. And the funny thing is, I just told him this weekend, you know what, and, and this might sound might sound for some people awful. But for me, it's the best thing that has happened to me. I am not in love with you. I, I love to be with you but I'm not in love with you. You know, I don't have a fantasy of you saving me. I don't have a fantasy of you being my blueprints. You can be whoever you want to be. I don't care. I am who I am and I love who I am and I love who I am when we are together. So it's a very different feeling. Very different. Yes, I, I, I relate with you, Mane, 100%. I had a, a relationship recently uh, in the last year and I remember thinking about him and saying, wow, it's the first time in my life that I finally the same thing i don't say i love you you know it's not about him it's not about projecting everything that i wanted in him it's not about oh finally i'm with this guy no 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 i i, I felt it. i'm like wow i don't love him but i love our relationship mm -hmm. i love our dance i love our partnership so if that missing piece is not there well, the relationship falls, but I am not falling apart, right? I am not being broken. Nobody can really break my heart because it, it's not there to be broken. You know, we, we just come together. We meet in a, in a uh, middle ground and we uh, 
kind of like a add or share certain qualities from each one and the other. But if one is not sharing, then there's nothing for me to give. Like I don't have to fulfill the other part that the other partner or the other person is not given. So, so yeah, when you come to realize that actually what it is to be love is the relationship, is those moments that you share, is, is that thing that you have in common with one on the other, which is in fact is that third aspect or third uh, entity that's formed when two people come together. Right. It's, and that is the that's a very energetic, energetic way of, of seeing sexual energy when two divine forms come together to form a third entity, which is the relationship. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I would encourage we're about to to close now, but I would really encourage our listeners and well, thank them greatly for listening, but encourage them to, you know, like be more aware of your uh, energies, take the responsibility of your energies. How do you want to project them? How do you want to experience them? Find your, find your truth, your authenticity. And you will see that the more you find it inside, the less you're going to look for it outside. And outside is going to really be a projection of what's going on inside you. So it's yeah, true. That's it how, happens. That, that's how we heal the world. It starts internally. Male, before we, we go, uh, please tell us a little bit more about your online platforms and how we can learn more about your wisdom. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. I have enjoyed so much this conversation. And well, for anybody who would like to deep uh, to go deeper, um, there's my website. It's www.maleholeness.com. Uh, I work particularly, I work with masculine men because, uh, you know, once you start uh, learning about energies, you start understanding that there are more feminine men, masculine men, feminine women, uh, masculine women, you know, we tend to go to sometimes one of the energies or there are more balanced people too. So, well, my favorite type of uh, people to work with are masculine men because I really feel that uh, my story has a lot to share with them and to help them to balance that masculinity and to really find how much of that, that masculinity comes from certain toxicity that they experienced in their childhood and how much of that masculinity is just in need of some maturation. But, you know, like I, I really like to guide masculine men to tap into their hearts and to also tap into their feminine wisdom and to find their own balance. There's, um, there's no rule. Everybody's different. Everybody's authentic. Well, I think we uh, make a beautiful marriage of the masculine men and the wild women. <laughs> I look forward to more of our collaboration together, Male. Thank you so much for being uh, on the show. I send you a very big kiss. I love you. Thank you for having me also on your online platforms and forums. And yes, let's look forward to more of this beautiful and romantic relationship between the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and I'll see you next show. Thank you for tuning into Nourishing the Feminine Soul. Be sure to join Pamela Wasabi for another edition of the program next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until our next show, have a beautiful week.